Hey guys, this is Ndabusi here, and welcome again to our podcast, Reframed by Mustard, in which we, an Africa-focused venture agency, explore topics weekly with the intent of reframing the current thinking about ventures, initiatives, and brands. Celebrities getting involved in startups may have sounded like a marketing stunt a decade ago, but Ashton Kutcher's 35 VC exit since 2010, Nazi's close to 100x return from Coinbase's IPO, and Dr. Dre and Gwyneth Paltrow's founder successes with Beats and Goop respectively has caused many to rethink. Today, many celebrities are involved in VC with varying degrees of success, but with it still being a relatively new phenomenon in the world's most mature startup ecosystem, the US, is it still too early for collaborations between celebs and tech to work in Africa? And if not, how could they work? And what could their successes look like? Andrew and myself will discuss this and more in today's podcast. I hope you enjoy and get insights from today's conversation as well as our others. And if you do, please, please do us a favor by following and rating us on your podcast player of choice and sharing this podcast with others. Doing both of these things will help us massively and we will thank you from a distance. But for now, I will leave you with today's podcast. So what, I guess, okay, the thing that comes to my mind, right? So the thing is, it's like, I look at it this way. I look at this, I had this conversation with a guy ages ago. Um, he was from, he was an Egyptian, or he is an Egyptian. He basically said, I said to him, what are, so, you know, we're at Mustard, da, 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 he was interested in what we do. He was actually somebody who works in A&R, so um, artists and repertoire in a small kind of, call it, studio slash talent agency so i said to him um we're trying to build global brands that stem from africa right we're trying to do that and basically there aren't in my opinion right there aren't any consumer brands really kind of globally resonating consumer brands that have come out of the continent right and so he said you know he said bs i i can think of some and he gave me some 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 that were really interesting right and and I wouldn't say they were global. So, so actually, probably one of the most interesting. I, I, to my shame, I forget the, the name. It was Egyptian, but it was one of those kind of very high end, luxury. You know, the kind of stuff that like they might be in Harrods or something like that, right? But it's just like, to be fair, one of the things that I did say is, I do think that there are certain people on the continent, um, and I think kind of like what comes to mind a little bit as well is like like Nisha and stuff like that, right? who founded Industry Africa. There are some companies that are founded by African founders that kind of do a little bit well, um, but I found that actually they're, like, especially in this space of like super high-end, super premium retail, let's say, or like confectionaries, they tend to be founded by women who've got super like really detailed, really good taste, and they've, you know, worked in and around that kind of space before. So they're definitely not mass market. They're not consumer. They might see them in Harrods. They might drop somewhere in like Harvey Nichols or something like that, right? But but I said, look, I'm talking about like really like moving um, brands. So let's think of, you know, maybe if you're talking about high-end niche, more supreme than, you know, uh, 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 Fortnum and Masons or something like that, right? So anyway, he went round and round and we were talking through things. He also touched on MTN, which I was like, with all due respect, no American would say um, 
no American would say AT and T is a brand that we're that we're passionate about, or nobody no, nobody in in the UK would say BT, right? So then we went round and round and round, and eventually, what happened is he said, "Ah, I think I know what you mean." And you talk about guys who are, are or, or, or brands that really move individuals, move people, and he said, "I can think of a brand," and I said, "Hit me," and he said, "Most seller," and I said. Yeah, now, now in my opinion, you're talking right. So, it's kind of like this thing of celebrities. In my in my mind, I think what he kind of what that kind of anecdote points to me, which I may have said before, is the biggest brands on the continent, in my opinion, they're individuals, right? They're the guys, you know, they're Afrobeats guys, they're the guys in music, in Amapiano, you know, they're guys in film, in the media. And these are guys who's literally their daily bread depends on um, being relevant, being popular, and yeah, basically being able to hold something up and have people buy it, right? Or people resonate with it. But um, these guys are not normally i think you've got a, a growing number of them being ambassadors um especially in the nigerian context but they're not kind of almost in the same way as maybe what's going on in the us now they're not necessarily on as a wave of them starting vc funds they're not you know as a major wave kind of being seen in the media investing in tech companies or getting involved in them to, to, to that degree so it's like you know yeah, there's 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 a few of them now that decided to back stuff, right? Especially in music, um, using their own funds and otherwise. But I guess what is what is going on in you know how can these guys leverage themselves um, in and around the startup space? Is it only their money? Is there other things they can add? And like, what is that relationship between between celebrities and 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 African tech at the moment? In particular, probably African celebrities, but also, I mean, if Jay Z's doing something, yeah, like like, what is the relationship at the moment? What's going on? Yeah, so it's a it's a super interesting topic, and I see it from two perspectives, right? So there's things I like about it, celebrities in tech and in venture, and there's things that I'm wary of. On the positive side, looking at Silicon Valley and these sort of mature venture ecosystems, I think there's there's a couple of things that celebrities can bring to the table when it works out well. Uh, accountability and credibility in the sense that presumably... Accountability. Yeah, in the sense that presumably it a lot of the startups that come across your desk, if you're a VC, you see, if you're an established VC, you see what dozens of opportunities every day these are perfect strangers maybe they come through referrals but you don't usually know them mm. and if there's somebody who's well known has a high profile has attached their name to it there's accountability in the sense that if people are going to run away with the money or do something very dodgy or just perform poorly presumably that celebrity doesn't want to attach their name usually to yeah. something that they don't think is going to work. So they've got something yeah. at stake, which is their reputation, which is really all they have oftentimes, or it's at least True. most of what they have. So there's maybe an, a level of comfort that an investor can get if there's a well-known celebrity attached to something because they've got skin in the game, they've got their reputation in the game. You know, you're unlikely to have somebody run off with the cash or embezzle it or whatever the case may be. Not always. Shout out to fire festival and the jaws of the world but but typically speaking it ticks a box of okay you know there's some accountability there 
credibility for the same reason in that presumably a respected celebrity doesn't want to attach their name to something that's going to tank either um mm -hmm. or at least that's not going to that's going to tank for the wrong reasons um startups fail all the time but you know there's startups that fail for good reasons startups that fail for bad reasons so you'd think that if somebody who's high profile attaches their name the assumption is that they've done a little bit of homework or someone's done homework on their behalf and so wow if x person is involved in this then there must be something to it again doesn't always play that way right and then the most obvious so those are the first two for me is accountability and credibility then there's marketing and visibility right which mm -hmm. is what people usually attribute to celebrities in venture or in business they can mm -hmm. leverage their profile and help the brand of the venture that they're investing in Sometimes that comes for free. Sometimes it comes for equity. Sometimes they just do that and then have sweat equity. They don't actually invest any money, but they become a face of the venture. Again, there's positives and negatives to that, which we can get into, right? But accountability, credibility, and visibility for me are the main reasons that you might want to involve celebrities in a venture because that helps with cap raise. And then it also helps with growth mm. in theory. Right. And you've mentioned some of these examples from Silicon Valley where you've got, you know, actors like Ryan Reynolds, who's in Gen, Aviation Gen and Telecoms and Mint Mobile. Uh, he owns Wrexham Football Club. Yes, and then, some other and, dude, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's heavy at the front of these, right? You can see this guy's involved. He seems to know exactly what's happening with these businesses. He seems to be the creative lead on these, um, on the marketing campaigns. And he's single-handedly actually essentially single-handedly raised the profile of at least Mint Mobile and Aviation Gym, for instance. He's brilliant, right? And even Wrexham mm. Football Club, which True. no one had ever heard of outside of Wrexham. <laughs> so, so, um, so that's an example of where it works well, right? Um, and then there's a whole host of rappers and musicians doing the same thing. You mentioned Jay-Z and his venture fund. Nas has a venture fund, uh, Queensbridge yeah. Capital. Serena Williams has just launched one. Shaq, Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony. Bro, everyone, everyone and their dog seems to have a venture fund. Um, exactly. Literally. But, but I think even amongst those groups, right, there's Snoop has one. But I think amongst those groups, there's those celebrities who are really what they're offering is their celebrity and their reach and the visibility. Mm. And then there are those that I think are surrounding themselves with real expertise, right? I'm not suggesting that those people we've mentioned now aren't doing that. But there are people that are very visibly taking a granular and substantive interest in venture. And they're mm. not just saying, let me know, I need to pitch up at the studio. They're actually studying and understanding and surrounding themselves and learn with, with experts and learning and taking an active interest in the portfolio. And I would put someone like Andre Guadala, the NBA player, at the top of that list. I think he's the most credible one of the most credible celebrities at the moment that are involved in venture and credible from a venture standpoint. Ooh. And um, he, I mean, he started something called the Players Tech Summit in the NBA, right? Uh -huh. which is now an annual event where NBA players come and they start to understand what, you know, there's, there's startups that pitch, there are presentations, there are, there's networking involved. And if you look at what he says on some of these panels that he's in, you can tell that this guy is really taking it very, very, very seriously. And mm -hmm. he understands the substance of venture and he understands the detail on his portfolios. 
So he's focused now apparently on things like blockchain and crypto and NFTs, but he's also yeah. on things like Jumia, right? He's on the board at least okay. of Jumia, which is the New York Stock Exchange listed Africa focused fintech. So not a, not a lot of people know that, right? So for him, he's not bringing celebrity necessarily to it. He's bringing access. Yes, he's bringing visibility, but he's bringing a lot more, I think, than simply his name and likeness. Yeah to the scenario yeah. right um and then you mentioned some of the our own uh, on the african continent some of our own celebrities particularly musicians starting to get increasingly involved in early stage and it'll be interesting to see if that same split happens how many of them are simply name and likeness let me know when the check comes in versus hey i'm actually structuring something here that i want to build real value in and i'm going to be hands-on and involved i'm not saying one's necessarily bad and the other one is good but i think that from a startup standpoint and from a founder standpoint you need to be very realistic about what you're getting from any celebrity involvement because it also comes with downside right mm -hmm. you like any endorsement if you're heavily reliant on an individual who is high profile well, then your fortunes can go up and down with the fortunes of that individual, right? Somebody gets caught doing something dodgy or, you know, controversial, and then suddenly you've wrapped up your entire marketing campaign and profile and image and narrative around this individual true, who was also just a person, right? Also, a lot of celebrities come with massive ego. They come with um, a lot of entitlement. They're high maintenance, and they're not necessarily bringing a lot to the table always, right? Mm. So I think those are some of the pros and cons that I see around the celebrity sort of involvement. I think overall in the African context, it's a good thing because it brings awareness. It can bring some energy and some uh, some hype towards um, the ecosystem and towards specific companies. But there's some downsides to that, right? So here's what I like. I like when they partner with seasoned operators in tech mm -hmm. and venture because it raises the likelihood that these startups will actually work. Um, I like that they, when they don't only rely on their star power, but they're also looking at some, bringing something else to the table and they're hands-on and active. Um, I don't love when they, they're, they're hobbyists, you know, mm. and they're kind of just doing it because we've just come through a massive bull market, 10 plus years of cheap debt, which has fueled insane valuations and everyone's mm. got a tech startup or a VC fund. Let me also get one because what happens then is fine. They might lose money, but if they have high profile failures, it's the only thing you ever invested in and it was high profile and you invest or you invested in seven subpar suboptimal startups and they all failed. Now we're going to start hearing that. Mm. We don't hear you just made some dumb decisions and invested in really poor startups or made some assumption that didn't pan out, you just hear, oof, this guy lost his shirt investing in African tech startup. Fine, I see. So it ends up, but so basically the the negative story associated, so the negative startup story um, connected, which is almost amplified, would be amplified by somebody who has presence. And therefore, if basically somebody, you know, who, you know, whiz kid, makes a $30 million fund, he invests 80% of it into how many companies that actually tank, 
and he basically is unable to return capital or returns at absolute loss, all of a sudden, hey, you know, that well, that's a leading story with Wizkid being a leading figure, and that now shapes the market. Is that what you're trying to say? It could. For, in, for instance, for instance, and, and we should probably just put a disclaimer out here that when we mention celebrity names, we're using them yeah. as hypothetical Suppositions. examples. Unless, unless we literally say, so for example, the person I did want to bring up is Ashton Kutcher, right? Because you said Andre Goodall is probably, you know, one of the best. And I, I've in heard sports. about it. In sports, fine. Okay, fine. Well, like Ashton Kutcher, for example. <clears throat> so he started supposedly in 2010 co-founded A-Grade Investments, and he turned, in six years, he turned 30 million to 250, right? And the thing I know about is his sound ventures, um, which is now, I think that's what, that's his main gig now, early stage uh, to growth and late stage, right? But in his A-Grade Investments, the 2010 vehicle, his investments include Spotify, Airbnb, Skype, and Uber, right? Now, clearly, we probably have to say, as you said, there's going to be, there would have been people around him who kind of, um, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I'm sure he he would have had some say, if not some final say and veto power because, you know, he's named attached to it, but he would not have gone in by himself. I'm sure he hasn't. And there would have been some other VCs who, you know, were alongside who basically, but at the end of the day, it's a dark heart. And also he's learned his right. And clearly I would almost say Ashton Kutcher, to my knowledge, he's more a VC now than he is an actor because I haven't really seen him in that much, right? And clearly he's making his money there. But here's my question, right? Um, as you said, everyone and their dog is in, like, like some people that I didn't even know would be in it. Like, yes, Serena Williams, I heard of that. I heard of her. Um, you know, Katy Perry didn't know she was an, an investor and stuff. That's news to me. Nas, yes. Jared Leto. Literally, I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on an article here. Robert Downey Jr. I guess it makes sense in terms of angel investment. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow, I did know. Like, she's got this. She's even made. She's even turned the entrepreneur. She's got. Is it? Yeah, Goop or Goop? Goop they were yeah. like, which is just. She's an operator though. She's an operator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is doing she... like crazy well, supposedly, right? But here's my yeah. question, right? Are we? Um, and devil's advocate, question to you. Um, so, so what, when we're talking about people going into, you know, uh, artists now trying to invest, right. And again, this is at least the stuff that we know. And obviously let's be honest, there would have been an art, there would have been a, a an American artist investing prior to, um, prior to 2010, right. You, you can think that, right. Like somebody's going to have some cash, they're going to put money in, but in terms of like, almost like as the, as the stories and the tales grow. So the stories are kind of growing a little bit now, like Zagadat Capital from by Mr. Mr. Easy. I know they did like a, quite a large, I think it was a 10M investment into, I think it was PowerPay or something. Um, what I can see? So we can see, uh, obviously, you know, Black Coffee has been known to have been in, uh, invested in Andela and stuff like that. But here's the question, is, is, is it a kind of, like why, why aren't more celebrities, African celebrities doing it? Um, and yeah, why aren't more African celebrities doing it? But would they not, would the ecosystem not, in your opinion, be in a better place if the African celebrities did that? And I've got another other question, which I'm just going to throw them all in. If African investors, if African celebrities got involved, 
could some of these ventures do the thing that I really want ventures to do and we really want ventures to do in Mustard, could some of them leave the continent, right? And, 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 and look at other people because these guys we're talking about, they have influence outside of the boundaries of 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 the continent of Africa, right? So yeah, what what, what why now? What, what why not? You know, like like, like why? And also again, we're not talking about everyone's doing it now, right? We're talking about. Uh, I think the stories are of a few individuals, right? Yeah, relative okay. to the whole let's, talent base. Let's be very honest. A lot of celebrities in general, and African celebrities in particular, don't have net worths that are as high as their profile. True story. Right. True story. You can be very, very well known, breakout artist, and actually you ha the money hasn't hit yet, you know? So I think that's part of the reason is mm. you need a fairly you need to be a bit liquid, right? You need a fairly significant pool of quote unquote dry powder, money that you can afford to risk and lose in order to be a real angel investor. Right? Yeah. Because it doesn't really make sense to invest in one, two, three, four, five startups given the failure rates. It's a high, high risk, high reward business. You can do that. It's fine. But if you're going to be try to increase the odds of your success, you really need to build a portfolio over time. You need capital for follow on rounds. You need co-investors. It's a quite a steep learning curve. There's a high failure rate. And so if you've just now made five, 10 mil, you know, how much of that do you really want to put into any wealth manager would say, well, hang on, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, you can take five, 500,000 of that or a million of that, maybe you can go and risk mm. in in early stage venture. Yeah. Where, how far does that get you? Okay, on the African continent, you might be writing 10, 20K checks, but also these celebrities, they want to operate at a certain octane because they're used to operating at a certain altitude, right? And so if you're cutting a 10, 20K check, what is that the kind of startup these guys are looking for? They're trying to invest in Andela and whomever else. Usually they want to come in with probably bigger checks. And then do they have the knowledge and the network to actually understand what startup investment is, how it works, how it unfolds, what the different stages are, how these trajectories actually go forward? Do you have people who have time and bandwidth to actually and expertise to manage that portfolio? Usually you don't. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of our celebrities don't yet have that balance or where they do have the balance, don't necessarily have the exposure and the network to be able to make a success of it. So then either they don't invest or even worse, they'll invest in one startup that happens to come across their desk and it fails and they say, I'm not in startups anymore, mm. you know? Um, not appreciating the fact that, yeah, it was, yeah. there's 90% of these will fail, but you only need one to to do really really well for you to True. return your to get your ROI right. So for me, I think part of it is that Hollywood and American celebrities have just start off with a much 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 higher revenue base, earnings base, asset base, and so they they can risk more, and so then they do risk more. Mm. I, I also think in the states, a lot of these celebrities they're actually being guided by their wealth managers, and so their wealth manager might say, hey whoever you're not necessarily you've not been in startup before you've not been in vc you know i've put you 90 percent in us treasury and five percent in real estate actually you've hit a threshold where i think you need some exposure that's a bit more high risk a bit more high reward i'm going to mm -hmm. put you into some startups okay thanks donald 
what startup should I look at? Well, here's a couple of startups we think you should do. You know, I don't think wealth managers on the African continent are yet themselves actually even looking at early stage. Right. So yeah, I think there's the, so who's so you know unless you have a natural instinct and inclination to do it as a celebrity or a high net worth, you know you're not really going to be advised to actually take exposure to early stage typically by your institutional advisors. You know, that's a really fair point because because I was going to come up with something which I which I do think so. So I think you make a financial. How can I say it? A financial advice or an advisory point, right? Because actually, to my knowledge, as I sp uh, as I've spoken to somebody else as well, it's um, you know wealth management and let's say even uh, maybe you wouldn't call it family office maybe for an, for for uh, for a celebrity, right? But wealth management on a continent in itself is is still a growing industry, right? Family offices for sure. Right, still a growing industry. Um, I'm even, um, you know, there are conversations even I know that are going on, which, which themselves would be quite new. Where there were conversations about, um, um, so for example, even even some of the ultra high net worths on the continent who are served by, let's say, some Swiss and uh, um, American and other kind of. You know, I mean, talking about the big banks and the big wealth managers, right? Even like they're quite, they can be quite low down on their, on their, on their kind of to-do list, right? And actually, in particular, I'm speaking of somebody at a, a particular firm who I spoke to, who was even saying that actually, you know, in these, in these departments, what they would do is they'd advise them on pretty safe things, such as real estate. And they would You're advise fine. them, right? And it, or this person was saying, actually, Real estate in LA, right? So, so that's one thing. So, so, so here's the thing, right? Just on that point. Yeah, go on. So, as you know, I'm part of a group that's just started a multifamily office here in London, which is yep. focused on exactly that problem. Yeah. Right. Um, and as you know as well, we've been talking about you know mustard kind of tie ups and and possibilities around collaboration with that. And it's exactly as you say. It is around. You have to have a lot of money to get the attention of Credit Suisse That's true. or UBS. Yeah. And then you have to allocate a lot of that money to them. Yeah. And unless you're putting in hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, it's the intern that's going to be calling you <laughs> once a year, cussing you out for not having more money invested with them and then telling you how your unit trusts have done. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. There's a massive gap, I think, for those who are ultra high net worth on our continent. They struggle, I think, to get the attention that they want from the sort of wealth managers that have access to global yeah. tech and startup opportunities 100%. that are serious. And then they, even if they do take them on, those guys are usually not going to really know about the next hot African startup. That's true. And, and, and also, let, let's be very clear, right? Um, with all due respect, uh, going back to what you said before, when we talk about these ultra high net worths that can deploy this amount or, 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 or add to the AUM of Credit Suisse in the hundreds of millions, with all due respect, I really doubt these are going to be 
African celebrities, right? I don't think they're going to have they're going to be liquid or, or have assets to, to to that amount to put that in. But 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 I like what you said in terms of like so for example, right? If I look at Nas, I look at Ashton Kutcher, right? Actually, if I look at all of these guys that are down here, one thing that I find out, and I, and I tend to know this from from you know some celebrities I've I've worked with or spoken to, etc. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if many of their philosophies are very like very kind of like if they care a lot about the intangibles which includes the tangibles that we care about which is brands right so for example ashton kutcher as he said he invested in spotify airbnb skype uber right he's now interested he also invested in the well-being app calm right and he's now looking at blockchains and nft stuff right nft is obviously very very hot it's got a bit of a brand in itself now nfts right um uh nas with Queensbridge, he invested in uh, Lyft, Coinbase, and Dropbox, right? He also invested in House Party since 2014. And, you know, I think Coinbase, he made a lot of money in Coinbase. And it's like, when you look through, and even if you look at someone like, for example, Oprah Winfrey, right? Uh, and also if you look at um, even Snoop Dogg, who's investing in, you know, kind of like, uh, we don't call it cannabis. What do you call them now? It's cannabinoid oil. Can can Cannabinoids, cannabinoids, or something like that. Right? Yeah, something like that. Right. So Which basically, ca cannabis, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. Um, but but like they're cannabis very without, without the fun stuff. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and also Gwyneth Paltrow, right? She's got um, she uh what did she do she invested in interior design platform, right? And she's got as you said, Goop, etc., which is kind of like women's fashion, right? These people like they're investing in things. If it's early stage, it's stuff they resonate with. And they're resonating with, to be honest, the story and the brand. Simple as that, right? Uh, that is their media. But then afterwards, uh, just final, just another point, it's like, if it is, all right, we're going to get in, you know, let's say pre-IPO or just pre-IPO in Coinbase, it's a bank that's going to give you access to that. It's not going to be, uh, you know, my twin brother's um, in-law's cousin. Who's gonna who's gonna connect you to 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 the founders of Dropbox or Coinbase pre IPO? Hmm. Okay. Two two comments. One is, I agree that they resonate with the story and the brand. Then there is a small section of celebrity investors, Silicon Valley, America based, that resonate with the story and the brand, but also see a way that they can influence the trajectory of the actual startup based on what they've been involved in previously. Yeah. So small, I'm talking about, group. for instance, a small group, but I think the Gwyneth Paltrow's are part of that group yeah. right? where, where she's also an operator. Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds is an operator because he's taken his mm. kind of quirky brand of comedy to help the marketing of these brands that he's yeah, invested true, in. True, true. The pro, the pro athletes looking at things like esports and sports NFTs. Yeah. Or the musicians looking at something like music tech and music startups. Or, or Dr. Dre, who did Beats by... Well, yeah, exactly. Co-founder, probably more so than investor, but I get it. Yeah, yeah, I do what you mean. Right. So so I think those are also, um, you know, but you're right. That is a probably a smaller group. Most A lot of them, it is really resonate with the, the story, resonate with the brand. I think this ties in with my reputation and my brand and my shtick yeah. as a celebrity. So therefore, yes, let's do it. I think this is going to be good for me. It'll be good for the startup. And then some of them also say, hey, you know what? I think I can actually put my foot down on the accelerator here 
or put my foot on the scales or whatever metaphor you want to use um, and actually help to drive forward the trajectory of the startup. You know, so I, I actually think that's probably a good way for African celebrities that may not necessarily have as much liquidity, mm. but can help to influence the trajectory of the startup they're backing simply by being who they are and doing what they do. Mm. No, I agree. I agree. And, it, and it's that thing, right? Like, it's the value add. Let's be honest, when we're talking about Actually, to be honest, if I just if I'm on this little this thing that I found that, that, that this list that I found, right? Um, the people on it: Serena Williams, Will Smith, Katy Perry, maybe slightly less so, but still there. Ashton Kutcher, Snoop Dogg, Oprah Winfrey, Nas, Jared Leto, Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, they're massive. They're nothing short of massive, right? These guys are OGs in their realm. Um, they're going to be liquid to some degree, right? I also would not put them, I wouldn't put any of them, at least pre-VC, I don't know what they're doing now, I wouldn't put any of them in the 100 millions of dollars ultra high net worth bracket either. I still wouldn't. I, 20 million a movie doesn't necessarily mean you got 100 mil. Yeah. Some of those names, some of those names. Some of those names are documents that is having hundreds of millions, but a lot of them aren't, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and definitely previous because like Nas, I think yeah. is like he's like a billionaire now. Is that something like that? I don't, I I, yeah, I don't. I don't but I, like, I haven't texted him in a while, so I don't know why. <laughs> exactly. But um, but yeah, you're right. And in any event, even if you are worth 100 million, you're not investing 100 million in correct. Startup, yeah, 100, right? 100, right? Yeah, that's the difference, right? So yeah, yeah, these guys won't put it in there. But I think that when you look at the value add, I mean, for example, Oprah Winfrey, right? What did they used to say? Basically, when she did her book club. If you get on a book club, it's basically going to be a bestseller, right? She holds it up. This is a really good book. I read it. It was great. Da, 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 da. Like basically cue for, you know, the bookstores to, to be sold out, right? So I think there's a massive value add with the audiences that they have. And the question also we got to look at is, yes, there's the liquidity of Africa, of, of African celebrities, but actually, you know, like the person who just became a celebrity yesterday, right? I'm trying to think of a, not an A, D list, but like a up and coming American, you know, or actor who's big in Hollywood, where, wherever they're from. That person is, I'm thinking of that, this, this French guy who's in, or he's, he's got a French name. He's in Dune or something like that, right? Um, I can't remember his name, but I would be surprised if he's got a VC for. And, 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 and actually if he was a, a investor, angel investor to some degree, because he's probably got some cash. He just did Dune, right? And did quite a few other films. He's probably got some cash. If he had some cash and he's putting something in, I don't think, especially it's typical, let's say a typical YC-backed, pretty bullish, YC and Sequoia Capital-backed, bullish, um, founder-led tech company, he's probably not going to look at him and say, like, you can add that much value. Yeah. Right. So, so, so do we also have the problem of the fact that actually, um, yeah, our guys are big, WizKid's big, but like how, how big is, how big is big? Like we're talking about here, right? Like, like, is he, can, can we put WizKid and, and Jay-Z in the same bracket? Can we put, you know, um, Burner Boy and, you know, we, and this is no disrespect at all to these. And in some of these areas, these are like, like they were signed by, 
these American guys, right? So like I you know they're still kind of getting there, right? So 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 could that be the issue as well? Or or can't we say that in in the Africa space actually their value add could be really significant? Yeah, this is the point, right? Exactly. So we shouldn't be able to I think maybe a lot of these celebrities think, well, for me to get involved in an early stage venture, I need to have a certain amount of money because I got to add cash in addition to whatever else I'm bringing to the table. That's the traditional VC model. But as you and I know well, there are so many other ways that you can leverage the brand equity yeah. of these celebrities and the audience of these celebrities, not just on the continent, but increasingly globally, initially in diaspora, and then also just beyond the diaspora, looking at Afrobeat stars in the States, et cetera, that is probably more than they could ever afford to invest. Right? Mm. And you can actually, if you have the right team to build, and you yeah. have the right team to craft and marshal the story and the brand around them. And you have all the fundamentals in place. Actually, you might say, look, don't worry about the money. Mm. Your, your involvement in this under the following rubric is way more valuable. Yeah. But you don't want to fall into the trap of, hey, all we need is your name and likeness. We'll take it from yeah. here. <laughs> Because that invariably fails. Yeah. And your name and likeness ends up being put on something that maybe you'd prefer it to not be put on. Maybe. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, but 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 I guess in, in, in some of these things, right, I'm probably saying this on both sides. Like I'm feeling like there is a the both sides know their brand well enough and their intangible value well enough to even go into a deal, right? And that, that, that's the founder who might take or seek investment from them. Like, you know, you know, uh, you know what we say about brand thing on the continent. We basically say it's, 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 it's basically like, it would be on life support, life support if it ever was alive. Right. But it's basically at zero. Right. So, yeah. so. Like, why would I, so, so actually if the brand thinking is low, right. Um, I, let's give, let's give, um, so, so here's my thinking, right. I think the brand thinking could be low on the founder side, which then means that you yeah, unpack that a bit more. So, so what I mean by brand thinking is low is like, you're not, you know, your, your thoughts right? What has consumed the creation of your application or creation of your product, right? Or your company is the product, the market of the product and the operations and processes of the company, right? Uh, the fact that it, it, it is, it needs to be wrapped around something, right? So something needs to be wrapped around it. Colors, a logo, visual identity is a, is an afterthought, right? So in that, your yeah. your belief your belief is that the way I'm going to grow this company and win is by being the cheapest, fastest, most efficient, et cetera, et cetera, right? And if I can get X percent of the market by doing that, then fantastic, right? So that's what I mean about more, more like functional thinking aside from, of course, we need a good product, right? But um, let's say in the early days, we can probably get away with a beta product or, a, or an MVP if we have 
the if we have the the messaging the logo the visual identity the user experience if it's a software app right or the um the ergonomics and the look and feel if it's um if it's a, 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 a physical product that will resonate with our with our audience basically right um, and then if we have that and we focus in on that the product and what we stand for and what we do will speak for itself and those who actually naturally resonate towards it will probably come towards it and then obviously we know that we're going to continue because it's part of our brand our brand our brand it's part of our brand to have a good product for the product to be reliable so we know we're going to work on that as well but there's almost like a in i like to say inside out kind of thing uh kind of thinking right so if somebody's thinking functionally they're selling functionally based on numbers that might not two two things one might not really pique the interest of of somebody who lives and dies by the intangibles and their brand um but also that founder may not may not so so that's one um but then afterwards that other that other celebrity right if what the founder wants is essentially marketing right could that celebrity be might they uh, essentially might they in that respect let's say they look at the numbers and and, and how fast they're growing or, or that they're growing at all the celebrity may not know and not and yeah may not know how to operationally help them grow and in that respect take a step back so so it's almost like what am i trying to say here there's i feel like there's a marriage that makes sense right and i think the ideal marriage especially if you if operationally you can't bring that much right or you don't feel like you can bring that much the uh, the, 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 the the i know what even if you can the best marriage the best fit is going to be you know what i don't care whether it's jay-z whether it's Burner Boy, whether it's, uh, I don't know, uh, Black Coffee, right? This product, like I understand the brand of that celebrity. The brand of that celebrity, right, resonates, in my opinion, will resonate with the brand and the look and feel we're going for. So therefore there's a marriage and there's a, and, and there's a, there's a marriage there that can work, right? So I almost feel like if I put it around this way, it's like, you know, we talk about there's smart investors and dumb investors, right? Dumb investors is just, just, just give me the cash and, sit, you know, sit on a cap table and we'll, we'll, we'll call you and we've gone through the rounds, right? Um, smart investor is, hey, you know what? It'd be really awesome if we can go into China, right? Let's find a Chinese investor who is in our industry in China and knows enough about our industry and knows enough about the context, context in our industry to, who, to, um, to basically believe that he can grow our company in China, right? He invests cash, and then after he then also adds value to grow a company in China because it's in his interest, and he knows how to do that. I feel like celebrities are natural. Like the best way to use them is as smart investors, and that even the smart investment might not be. It might not be they're actually doing something operationally, but it might be that this is so aligned with their brand that if so for example if i've got a clothing or a homeware brand or something like that if i get gwyneth paltrow to invest even if she's not operationally helping out i think the press release of that in itself would make like her audience um and people who resonate with her look at that and probably buy into it does that yeah. make sense 
Yeah, even if they're not bringing you into China, right? They're, what they're doing is they're unlocking an audience or a niche that's strategically aligned with what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that is a smart investment. You know, if you say, hey, I'm a former NBA basketball player and I'm investing in an esports brand, I'm going to put down three mil in your pre Series A and I'm going to work over the next two years to get this plugged into half of the NBA teams. For instance, true, right? True, true. Um, or I'll speak to the commissioner to see if we can't, you know, I mean, it's just complex yeah, yeah, this, but you get my point, right? It's yeah. it's one of those where in your way, you're unlocking your niche and your niche audience for the benefit of the venture investing. And that's that's smart money. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you're strategic in the way that you pick the startups that you back and you know exactly what you think you can bring to the table other than cash, even if you're not there structuring the deals. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Engineering cross border expansion. But, but 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 could I? Sorry to interrupt. Could I put it this way, right? Because we're looking at the here. I agree with what you're saying, but you're leading with the with the uh, celebrity. Could it be right if we make some assumptions? Let, let's make assumption that the celebrities, as you said, which I agree with, maybe not all of them or many of them are not yet at that level where they have the commercial. Uh, 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 people around them who are seeking out deals for them, right? Maybe could the onus be put on, or should we be putting the onus on the founder, right? And, and does this add to my brand thinking, uh, like low brand thinking uh, message? But like, if a founder understands their story and understands their fit, could they not go to and seek out the celebrity? who they know one would resonate with it, but two, because of where they operate, it will be such an easy, like like the job for them to grow their audience or grow their consumer base will be so easy that it almost makes it a no brainer. Do you know, do you get what I'm saying? So I do, I was just looking up something here quickly. I'm trying to find the latest stats on the percentage of startups that fail. Oh. I think it's about, I think it's still about 80%. So 20% fail in year one and then 60% fail within three years. So the reason I bring that up is we focused a lot so far I have on the risk for the founder of involving a celebrity, but there's a massive, probably bigger risk for the celebrity attributing themselves to a founder. That's true. So I think this is also another reason that this is an issue and it ties into what you're saying earlier on. If I've worked five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years to build up my name and it's, I've been in pretty much in control of mm. my my brand, my reputation, what I'm doing. Now you're asking me to lend my name, which I've worked very hard to build, to some business that's 80% likely to fail within three years. Mm-hmm. Also, I can't really be the face of 20 startups in my portfolio. That's true. Otherwise, I dilute my brand yeah. and maybe even come into conflicts of interest and things of that nature. Mm. So what I'm more likely to do as a celebrity that wants to bring my profile to help a startup is go for a proven, tested, mature, advanced, True. quote unquote, no brainer, which further prevents me from getting involved at the earliest stage where it's most interesting. Unless, as we've seen a lot of these celebrities do, I'm attaching my name to a VC fund, which is run by professional VCs yeah. on my behalf and or I'm actually incubating and starting the startup that I'm actually lending my likeness to from mm. the very beginning yeah. with people who can help me build this brand because it de-risks the reputational fallout yeah. that can be associated with 
hey, here's a fintech company out of Malawi or Zambia or whatever. Mm. Um, this is the next hot thing. You should put your your name and a face behind this and maybe you can push it on your socials and then yeah. get going. And then three months later, it failed, you know? Yeah. And now, he, does, does he take down the social posts or does right, it leave now what you do? It's just orcs for everybody. Yeah. So, so there's more risk, presumably, on the celebrity side of attaching their names to to the startup, especially if you're trying to build a portfolio. And there's some structural issues around that, which I think it does actually push. If we want more African celebrity involvement, if we do mm. want more African celebrity involvement in early stage venture, what interesting structures can we use to de-risk it for them and to de-risk mm. it for the founders and to make it actually enticing? Because let's be frank, 80% of these things will fail within three years. Yeah. And, 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 and so, no, that's a, that's the, honestly, that's an awesome point. And I think that's essentially, let's be honest, like even, even the most liquid, you know, let's zoom in in Africa, right? Um, 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 because there will we'll, we'll, be similar or worse statistics, right? Um, even the most, uh, you want to say cocksure, liquid African investor, he so, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Even even yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> you mute yourself while you laugh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, um, I to put it all on me, right? So so even 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 such even such an African um, an African celebrity, right? So so even in this case, it's like like you have worked. You have got uh, a leg up by Jay Z, um, you know, some other dude, or if you're a footballer, some football academy, or what have you. Um, you've now worked X years to get where you are, and yeah, not only are you put in your hard-earned cash, which of which you don't have as much as maybe people think into it, but you're also if you're unless you're unless there's something behind it, or unless you're just a silent investor with, with a small amount, and you're actually gonna uh, restrict uh, or keep confidential your involvement to some degree. You are actually with each investment, you are putting your brand. I won't say on the line, but you're definitely, you're definitely. I don't know how to say it. I don't want to say you're putting your brand on line, but you are. You're increasing your exposure, right? Your correct. risk exposure. You're risking your you're risking an element of your brand. Yeah. Right. Um. And 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 so so I almost want to go back to that thing of like, like you said the structures right to make it make sense for celebrities, but I also really include, and I think even more so than the structures, right? If I if I you know at least to some of the celebrities I know, and and look, let's be honest, celebrity when we're talking about when we're talking about sports, in particular when we're talking about music, films, the arts, media. Right. These are all creative industries that require you to, to some degree, be in touch with your emotions and to get concepts and to try to manifest concepts in some uh, using some medium. Right. It could be a song, could be a film, etc. So these are people who they are they have been successful um, uh, uh, essentially talking about stories um um imagining stories and uh communicating stories right um it is 
in the founders' interests, right? Especially when the economic base um, of the continent is not, you know, as in how many exits have we had? Oh, not a lot, right? Um, you know, uh, um, which, what stock exchange, you know, what's the path to exit, right? Oh, really, we talk about acquisition because we're really not talking about putting anything on Nigerian stock exchange or otherwise, right? So I'm going to put money in. How am I going to get money out, right? Um, and, and, and linked to that is, is this company going to be successful? Okay. Yeah, or, and or at the very least, is it not going to blow up, go up in smoke? Yeah. In a very embarrassing... Fire festival, as you said. Wait. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jaru's lived that down. Huh? He's, I, mean, he, he, I mean, he wasn't... It's not, the, it's not the noughties, right? So he's not doing his every little thing that we do. But like, you know, <laughs> he, I don't think he... He didn't go to jail, at least. So that's, that's, that, that's one thing, right? So He, he didn't go to jail. <laughs> That's something to celebrate. Rest. <laughs> if that is rest, the, the silver lining. He didn't go to jail. For celebrities, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Up battle. But 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 it's it's. I guess it's this way, and it goes back to what we say, right? Um, if you want somebody to bet their money, and probably more important, as you said, right, um, a bit of their reputation on what you're doing, it needs to resonate, and these are people who who, you know, their medium, their communication is resonance, right? And if you get them and it resonates with them, they're going to make it resonate with their audience because their audience tends to resonate with what they resonate with, right? So I really do think like behind all of this, especially at the at the level and the place that, you know, where the continent is, um, aside from going to do exactly what Diageo does, which is pony up half a mil to get, you know, a celebrity uh, to hold up um, Guinness at a concert, aside from just sheer cash, which essentially is you, you'll get when you're you know much later, much more developed, uh, when probably the artist is not going to be liquid enough to really put a put a dent on your cap table, and where you probably don't even want the artist to put a dent on your cap table. So it just becomes a brand ambassador who you pay money to, right? If you're really talking about growing with the person or getting their cash and getting their value early on, narratives is the language they speak. So it, it, it I guess it's, look, everyone can take a punt, everyone can do what have you, but essentially you always need to know the audience you're speaking to. And if the audience you're speaking to is in a creative space and they are a brand, um, it's like attracts like, and a, and a, and a, and a brand is going to attract a brand. And so if we're calling the biggest brands on the continent, the people that are in our music, film, sports, and media and entertainment industries, then if we want to attract them, um, early stage or at any point where really they can add value, um, we're going to have to build, build brands as founders. 100%. And if I can add two more pillars, maybe there are three pillars to attracting and incentivizing more celebrity involvement in particularly the African early stage venture scene. I think it starts with resonance, as you said, and that really means the story. Mm. Does the story resonate with them to interest them? Then it's alignment. Can we align what the celebrity is already doing and what they want to be doing with the journey of the startup and where they're going, who they're trying to target, where they're trying to grow, the marketing channels they're trying to use, 
yeah. and the messaging and, and again, story that they're trying to put out. Is there natural alignment with that? And also, if the celebrity is actually going to be more of a co-founder, can you align them with an operator, for instance, that mm. makes sense so that there's somebody who's looking after the fundamentals, bread and butter, financing, growth, sales funnels, HR, etc., where there's alignment there, right? So that you can use the celebrity strengths and also cover their weaknesses. And then thirdly, I would say structure. Mm. Is the structure of their involvement designed to get the best out of them and also get the best out of them for their own benefit and also for the benefit of the actual business itself? So maybe the celebrity is very high profile, not super liquid, and you can come to some sort of sweat equity structure. Maybe they're both liquid and they have a lot of, or they don't necessarily have that high profile mm. uh, or it's a, a, a waning profile. And so there's some combination of, of, of money and then also access. But I think resonance, alignment and structure need to be really designed mm. to attract and to suit a specific celebrity. And so yeah. I think that that means that celebrities on one side and then also the startup founders on the other side don't just pick someone famous. Yeah. Right? You got to pick somebody pick where the dude, right? There, there's or, resonance or that. and there's alignment and the structure makes sense. And then I think we'll start to see more more involvement from celebrities in, in African early stage venture. 100%. 100%. And also just just lastly on that cuz I agree that is really the best thing I think to be a genuine brand is is build those things but don't build those things with a celebrity in mind build those things genuinely for you and then look at look around you and say who's a celebrity for whom it will make sense and i think that's it but 100% agree with you 100% agree with what you're saying um but yeah let's let's try to see if we can if over over the next years we can see more uh, more celebrities uh, uh, investing in companies i think well, that sounds like you're teeing up for a sequel. Uh, uh, that sounds like you're, you're teasing something that's already happening. Watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> but each of them, as you know, can add value to each other, right? The founder can add value to the celebrity or the company can add value to the celebrity and celebrity can add value to the, to, to the founder. But yeah, definitely watch this space. Let's see if we can get some celebrities on these, uh, on these podcasts, maybe who've, who've founded stuff. Uh, who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Well, another day. <laughs> 